Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 301. I'm Sean, and joined, we have off Rodin. Hello. Tony. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. It is uh, the holiday season, guys. Uh, Christmas is, uh, what, about two weeks away? That's uh, pretty startling. In fact, have you guys gotten your gifts? I think so. I think I'm good. Uh, no. Well, there's still time, and luckily everything we acquired online. Um, I've been watching a lot of Christmas stuff these days. I mean, it's the season, uh, so why wouldn't you be watching them, you know? I have a question for you guys. In these movies where Santa does exist, saying he's not exist. all of them I'm not saying he doesn't exist here now but why is it that no adults believe in him if they're actually bringing gifts down to the trees for for kids so what's uh, what's the thing when i was uh four years old i really wanted a, a weenie whistle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh i did not get the weenie whistle <laughs> uh I, I watched that movie um He's referring to the Santa Claus. At like midnight, one of these nights, I was like, I'll put this on and fell asleep like five times in a row. And I'm like, wow, this movie was short. He's already in jail. And then I'm like, oh, I just fell asleep. <laughs> Speaking of nodding off on uh, the couch. Yeah. So that's the Santa Claus. That was uh, Judge Reinhold. That's why I, he stopped believing. I should watch that movie again. And by again, I mean, definitely this holiday. It's, season. it's not that long, even if you don't fall asleep. Um, and it's just fun. Um. We're still waiting for Judge to come back in the Santa Claus's TV show that ends on uh actually today is the last as you're listening is the last uh episode this evening on Disney Plus. But I'm just I'm wondering if there is any movie out there that except for maybe like the Grinch where they all are on board and believe in Santa. Um kids yeah. believe in him, the parents are like we well, are silly. And then Santa brings gifts. Does the dad just, oh, my wife got this, and vice versa, and there's no accountability? It, it is it is a strange paradox. Um, is there any, are there like adult movies where Santa Claus is real either? Like, well, I guess there's like the horror Santa Claus stuff, but um, I don't know. In uh, the movie Krampus, did they believe in Santa as well? Can we Can we do some research on that? I can't. I, I I don't know. Because in that movie, there were real magic things, but they were bad. But was was there a good Santa? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Uh, you know, Elf, all of those kinds of things. No one uh, believes in them. And it, uh, it, silly. All right. Well, we're going to move off of Christmas. Uh, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I believe it has been confirmed in the uh, that uh, time we have a new bond. Aaron Taylor Johnson is set to play 007. I still don't know if that's confirmed. I think it is until Amazon themselves come out and say this is this is true. I don't I, believe it. I was a fly on the wall in that uh, yeah. production office. Now, so, when will the movie actually be made is the real question. I'm going to say 2025, check your local theater. You think they want to turn these around really quick, but. It's already 2023. Yeah. 
But those so, movies come out like November. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was I purchased uh, the last one on iTunes in end of January last year or this year. Yeah. So, why don't they make a, a spring Bond like Bond on spring break? He's in. That's how they always start. He's always on a beach, eating a or drinking with a scorpion on his hand and all yeah. that. He's at MTV's Spring Break in Daytona Beach or whatever or Cancun. Oh, Andy, that'd be he's fun. British. He has class. You could still go to those. No, he wouldn't. Not no. Do they even ever have they ever been to the United States in a Bond movie? Yeah, one hundred percent. When? Um, Live and Let Die took place in the Bayou. That was a good one. Did it? Yeah. The end of it, at least. Any um, other examples? Let me think. I mean, they're uh, usually in, you know, exotic locations, so we don't really have that here. Yeah, but we, there's one in San Francisco. There's definitely one in San Francisco. You're thinking of The Rock. No, no, there is one in San Francisco, <laughs> but um, I forgot which one that was. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of, like, Pierce Brosnan, if he ever, like, made an... Because they, they go around the world a lot of times. Did he ever, like, stop in at in South Carolina or something? Maybe he went to Alaska. No. That Where was, was that guy's ice hotel? Like, had to be Russia, because, like, they were North Koreans, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a good question, though. I don't here. think there's many, at least, uh, where they're in the United States. And, I mean, aren't they marketed mostly for Americans, like everything? So why do we want to see people here? We don't want to see that. Yeah. I want to go to Greece. Yeah. Malta, where uh, Jurassic Park just went. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe uh, this movie will be filmed in America. Taylor Swift movie. Yeah. So she's going to write and direct like a real movie. Uh, so she I guess she directed a couple of music videos that she made a couple last couple of years or something. So can I uh, can I guess the story? You can. I don't know if there's any details. So but. she's going to be in love with this new boy and he's so great. And then he doesn't call her back. And then she just goes into a spiral. Um, I don't know if she's going to act in it. It just says she's writing and directing. So she's probably not going to act in it. So oh. um, maybe it'll be just a, a stand in character for her. Because isn't that every one of her songs? Um, I wouldn't know. I don't either, but I think that is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always something about Jake Gyllenhaal or something, and then people get mad at him 10 years later. I don't know what's going on. Which is weird, because she still seems like a child, and he's still like, he's got to be 48 by now. Uh, You know, he just looks old because he was in that bubble, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal is... 43. Yeah. Did I guess it right? Uh, pretty much. He's okay. uh, born 1980, so his birthday is actually December 19th. Okay. Yeah. So he's not there yet, but so yeah, Taylor Swift's 10 years younger. That's not that's not that big of a deal. Not anymore, but when yeah, I guess they she, dated, was like she was like 22 or something. 12. He was 32. I don't know. I don't know. It's because he was in a decathlon in New York City with a tidal wave, and it's like that seems like it was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been in our lives uh, longer than she has. So. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in this movie. That'd be interesting. Okay, well, yeah, that sounds like it's straight to Amazon if I had my my guess. Wonder Woman is no more. Yeah, so Wonder Woman 3 is canceled, uh, at, at least with director Patty Jenkins, but maybe 100% canceled. Um, 
who knows who will be part of it. Um, but the new the new people are there in charge at uh, DC and Warner Brothers. Uh, and apparently, like, uh, they submitted their initial script and, uh, to Warner Brothers there. And they had some notes. And Patty Jenkins said, like, fuck you, I'm the director. Like, I don't need to listen to your notes. And they said, well, we're the ones uh, financing the movie. So, uh, you know, you can, you can go home. And that's what, that's what ended up happening. Uh, that whole franchise is a mess right now. With No one really knows what they're going to do. Um, the Rock, I guess, was, like, leaking information to try to... He wants to be the star of all those movies, but his movie didn't do well. And uh, it's just, yeah, it seems like bad times. Um, and that's Patty Jenkins was supposed to make a Star Wars movie as well that got canceled. So um, that's that's two big cancellations in a row for, for her. Can't get her <coughs> movie off the ground. But um, maybe it's her fault that Wonder Woman 2 got very bad reviews. Uh, the first one got great reviews, made $800 million or something. And the second one comes out during the pandemic on HBO Max and people are like, this is shit. So, well, um, it was in 1982, right? Which has been just done to death. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot fun you can do with that because everyone's done it before. Yeah. Now, I don't I have no idea what the plans were for the third one. I don't you know, was... what's in vogue now is 1990. So, yeah, no, I didn't mean to that. Everyone who's born in the 80s is now past that thing where, oh, that's a fun gimmick for nostalgia. It's our turn. You know? Yeah, like you uh, just have like uh, Steal My Sunshine on playing during the trailer. You're like, that's. I love me some Len. You know. <laughs> we need more of that. Uh, but I think we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, we have to be. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't around for the 80s, so I can do a little bit of it, but I prefer John Hughes' 80s versus anyone else's 80s. What about The Cure? <laughs> you like that part of the 80s? Like, Weird goth stuff. Uh, I guess because that's not goth. Like it's very upbeat. I don't understand it. It always sounds like it'd be a downer, but then you listen to it and it's the weekend and the guys in love. Like, yeah. That's so bad about that. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure something will happen where we see more wonder woman, I guess. I, I don't know. Never really got into that one. I never really got into this one either. And tell me if I'm thinking of the right movie. Election is getting a sequel. Is this um, Ferris Bueller and Reese Witherspoon? That is. It is a movie from, I believe, 1999. Um, good movie. I saw it way back in the day. I don't know if I've seen it since then. Um, they're making a sequel to it. But that's because the original author, so it was based on a novel written in like 92 or something like that. Um, wrote a sequel this past year, uh, Tracy Flick Can't Win. That's the name of the the sequel um, taking place, you know, years later. Tracy Flick was Reese Witherspoon's character, a high school girl, um, and now she's in her 40s and um, going through troubles in her her career as a high school principal or something, I believe is the, the premise here. Oh, wow. Um, so they're, they're, they're making a sequel with bringing Reese Witherspoon back, bringing back uh, Alexander Payne as director, uh, and it's going straight to Paramount Plus, so. I mean, Alexander Payne's career only got better after that movie. He did like Sideways and um, Nebraska. I love Nebraska. That was great. It's a good one. Uh, Bruce Dern carried it. Yeah. So still means they're making original movies for these streaming services. That's not completely dead. But um, Reese Witherspoon's like a billionaire now. She sold her like company for a ton of money. So she must really want to do this if she's going to come back. Is Matthew, uh, wait, not Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick coming back? I don't think so, because it doesn't sound like his character would still be there. 
I don't know. Um, yeah. He could be like the superintendent now or something. Sure. I did not. I did not read the novel. Um, so I don't know. I don't even remember how that movie ended. Uh, I don't think well for Matthew Broderick's character. I don't think so either, but <laughs> I don't know. You can land on your feet. Yeah. The, yeah. People forget after 30 plus years, right? It also had uh, Chris Klein. That was the, that was the premise of the movie is he didn't like her so much that he uh, recruited Chris Klein to run against her in the student election. So uh, that was the premise of the movie. That a teacher hated his student so much because she was so annoying. Um, you can probably get Chris Klein back, you know. He's yeah. Not, he's not doing much. I saw him yeah. at when I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods like 12 years ago or something. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, talk more about Dark Tower, Mark, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, this is an update from last week's story. Uh, Flanagan leaving Netflix to go to Amazon. The speculation was that he'd be making the Dark Tower, the Stephen King novel series. Um, and he's confirmed, yes, he already has a plan for it. Five seasons and two movies is his plan. Uh, I don't know if that's what he's going to be able to do. Um, but he's like, I've written, written scripts for the entire season one. I'm ready to go whenever we can get this going. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a good idea for Amazon. They have tons of money and they've been trying to get a big hit series uh, like a Game of Thrones type thing. And you know, this is it. This is, it's Stephen King, so there's a little horror, but there's also fantasy in it. It's not, you know, elves and shit, but it is not like just straight um, murders and stuff. So uh, it could be a hit. I don't know. I didn't read those books. There's like nine of them or something. I don't know. Stephen King wrote, took him 30 years, I think, to finish that whole series. So I don't know too much about it. Never watched that movie that they made, uh, but I trust Mike Flanagan, so. Um, if he has a plan, let him actually do the plan. Don't cancel it after two seasons. And it's like, uh, whatever. You don't know how it ends. Yeah. I'll leave you hanging. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, being left hanging, Backstreet Holiday is canceled. Yeah. So there was going to be a TV special, a very Backstreet Holiday. So starring the, the Backstreet Boys doing probably just a live concert. Um, I did see Seth Rogen was supposed to appear uh, He's a big fan. You remember he put them in, uh, uh, this is the end. That was a good, good ending for that movie. Um, but it has been canceled because, uh, Nick Carter, one of the Backstreet Boys, uh, was accused of rape and this isn't the first time. So he has been accused a couple times. Um, all the incidents are from back in the day when the Backstreet Boys were the hottest band in the world. Um, but they just weren't taking that seriously back then. Uh, so now again, someone brought it up. Hey, you raped me in 2001 or whatever it was. Um, so ABC, I believe, was the, the network that was going to air this. Just, just pulled out. It's like, nope, we're okay. We didn't, we didn't spend any money to actually make it yet. It was, I think it's going to be a live special. So it's just done. We're not doing it. And um, that's sad for people who are looking forward to it. Um, it sucks that Nick Carter has to not be a, a great guy. We had mentioned him not that long ago. His younger brother died and it was like this family is kind of kind of a mess but you know he seemed to be doing all right and now this happened so yeah yeah definitely a bummer and like we said earlier too his brother had a video that leaked uh before he passed away obviously but i think not too i feel like not too long before he passed away about saying how his family was after him they wanted his money and stuff like that and that he even said in the video that his brother had raped you know, people in the past and whatnot and yada, yada. And it just unfortunate for these, you know, these families that have individuals that, 
you know, have so much talent like Nick and Aaron Carter and then just the fame, the money, the drugs and everything, just the power, I guess, if you will, just all gets to you. And it just really flips your life upside down. And, you know, sad to see what the people that uh, end up having their lives basically ruined from something that should be good for you. Yeah. And then, like, I, I don't know what happened way back when, 20 years ago, but um, it seems certainly plausible that someone like him would just do shit like that. Uh, and it sucks if the rest of the people in that group were good people, good citizens, and you just fucked up a nice little opportunity and, you know, ruined a lot of people's memories. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think the Backstreet Boys are pretty beloved. There's a lot of like positive feelings from that era. Um, and no one wants to think about this shit. They just like, I mean, obviously it's not a recent allegation, but it still just fucking ruins everything. So, um, you don't need to, you don't need to put uh, Seth Rogen through this again. He's already had to, uh, distance himself from an alleged, uh, sexual assaulter or whatever you want to call James Franco. So just kind of, kind of a rough for him. Yeah. Uh, he seems like a good guy. He just wants to, you know, smoke weed and do his stuff. Keeps getting stuck with these guys. I don't know. Woof. I don't know the difference between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Uh, I'm you sure don't need I'm, to. I'm not alone. There's not much of a difference. I just know the one band had a song that mentioned their name. You know, they're back. That was Backstreet. They were back. Did they leave? <laughs> they were back again. And then it just got fucked up because of Nick Carter now. So. Hmm. All right. Well, I, f- sad for someone, I'm sure. Um, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code, Tony, that is T-O-N-Y, they're going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, uh, Tony Katz, how many things do you have? Uh, just like three. And, I'm, and it'll be quick because it's one was just finishing something up that I've been talking about. And then the other two are movies that I've seen in the past. Very nice. Off road, what do you got? Just three. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. I've got one. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Tony, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. I uh, finally finished the series Wednesday. I I enjoyed it. I'm a I'm a fan of that kind of stuff, the little darkness and whatnot, and you know, it definitely had a lot of like more magic than I realized. I think was even in the Adams family, but I guess I should have realized that. Or I guess there is magic in this. I don't know if there was much. I mean, of course, there had to have been magic in the first one. I mean, a fucking hand walks around. Like Harry Potter spells or something or what? In a way, a little bit of like just sorcery, I guess. Like there's like, you know, like secret societies and shit. Just, you know, like those schools that boarding schools and wherever the fuck. But London. Yeah. London. But yeah, so I finished that. I enjoyed it. So I recommend it for anybody that thinks they might be interested in it. I I saw that. I saw the dance scene. Pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely good. And then the other two I watched, I'll just be quick with them because it's just movies from the past that I... So one of them is one of my favorite movies, and that's Hot Tub Time Machine. I very good love Hot Tub Time Machine. and oh, That's a movie that did the 80s well. 
What? That did the 80s well. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was timely. Yeah, it was. That movie, I think, came out like what? Like 2009 or 10? Yeah. The 80s was fairly new at that point on on film. Yeah. And they did do a good job with that. And I I love that movie. That movie is so. You know who else I thought did the 80s not too bad was. Uh, was it the American Horror Story when they went back to the 80s? That wasn't too bad. Not as good as Hot Tub Time Machine. I was gonna say the Wedding Singer. I don't know. Yeah, the that Wedding was, Singer like, is phenomenal. Though, that was that was that was like ninety six. Okay, close enough. Close. I like uh, in Hot Tub Time Machine, Crispin Glover, and you keep thinking oh, yeah. like, oh, this is it. He's gonna lose yeah. his hand, and then it ne- or his arm, and then it never happens, and then finally it does. Yeah, that, that's a great movie. And then just the fact too, when they're like the two punk like campus guard, whatever you want to call them, mountain guards, that at the end he's like, you know, Chaz and whatever didn't end up. They're actually pretty cool guys. <laughs> Like when they're like, you know, like actually doing everything they can to get Crispin Glover's arm on ice so that he can get it sewn back on. One of them is a superhero now. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, very good. And he was also Tommy, uh, Tommy Lee, right? Was he? Yeah. Who Who's that? Yeah, which one of the guys? Sebastian Stan. He He's a superhero? The, oh, he is, huh? Yeah. He's the one that's he's the a, main he's a, guy. He's a famous actor now. <laughs> What's, what superhero is he? The Winter Soldier. Oh, I Cap- saw that. Captain America's best friend. All right, and then, sorry, one of you guys take over. Okay, I'm gonna do one here. Um, one that's uh, been talking about for a long time. Uh, I got a little emotional. The Walking Dead finale. So I, I thought when watching, <laughs> wait, is this, it finally over or the series finale? The actual series is over, but they are making. Like four spinoff shows already? Of course. Because uh, they don't want to let go of it. But this was the actual finale of the regular series. And I came to the re- realization at the end, I've been watching this for 12 years. So I've been watching it for a third of more than a third of my life. It's uh, really that old? What season is this? Season 12 or something. Or Good 11. God. It, it is. I guess, actually, going back to when I ran into Chris, uh, whatever, Oz. That was yeah, twelve years ago. That show was on back then. Yeah, it just it was, it was crazy, and um, like it's not it's not dead. Like a lot of they they teased the the final like sequence was like teasing their spinoff shows. Uh, but I actually really enjoyed this final season. It was actually four half seasons, so it took place over two calendar years. Um, I thought it was really good. It's just basically they find a real city that's like functioning, like a hundred thousand people with a government and huge ass walls and it's like fully functioning, but you know, everywhere they go like disaster breaks, but um, I thought it was a really good, I think 24 episodes was the final season ended up being, I thought it was really good for people who were like, Oh, this show fell apart and it did. Um, but it would come back and be kind of good. And then it would suck again. They'd be kind of good. Um, but I, I'm very happy. I stuck with it and got to see uh, whatever this ending is. And now Norman Reedus, is riding his motorcycle. He's still across, alive. Very good. Across the Atlantic Ocean. He's going to France or something. That's one of the spinoffs. So um, look forward to that. I don't know how I don't know how the motorcycle makes it all the way across the, the ocean. He goes really fast. <laughs> There's a ferry or something. I don't I don't get it, but we'll wouldn't to- you just go and find Catalina Island and then call it a day? That literally happened in the first spinoff they made. They went to Catalina. Oh, the one that was in LA, right? Yeah. That was literally what happened. Like see, Season two, episode one, they're like, let's just go to Catalina. And that's how it, um, it's over, right? It was, I don't think there's enough food to sustain themselves there. I don't they have goats know. there and I shit. Know. I don't know. 
I don't remember they have why. Buffalo on Catalina Island. Yeah, I don't remember why they left. Maybe someone, I think someone had a gun or something. It was like, get the fuck off my island. Andy, um, you know about how uh, Catalina came about. Your 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 boy Wrigley Field, he put it in. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about like uh, the natives found it or something. That's what we were talking about. But no. Nah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Chicago Cubs built a stadium out there or something. I don't know. Weird. It was a practice place, right? Yeah, weird shit. Um, but yeah, I, I liked, I liked, uh, at the end where it's like all these characters who were like newer characters have now been doing this for like eight years and like most of their lives too. It's like, oh yeah. And, and they did like the end, like kind of doing a montage of here's all the people we met along the way that are now dead. And like, oh yeah, Michael Rooker. That was cool. He Carl. Did, he did four episodes. Yeah. Carl's been gone a long time. Carl's like 39 years old. And he has nine yeah. kids. It's, it's really great. I don't know what happened to that guy. Rick. Yeah. I mean, Rick, Rick is coming back as a zombie or no, he got, te- he got blown off a bridge and never seen again, but that's what he was teased at the end of it where it's like, he's still out there and then mm. they show him and a helicopter picks him up or something. What about a uh, duplicate John Hamm? Uh, that was the bad guy. Negan. I think you're talking about. Yeah. Is he yeah still he's it? got a spinoff too. He's going to New York city to mm. take care of shit. So yeah, th- like I said, it's not over. They're going to keep going forever. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go along for the ride, but it's there if you want it. AMC needs to do something. Yeah, I mean, they were huge. But uh, how about more Breaking Bad spinoffs versus these? They're not doing it. It's it's done. They said they confirmed. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame. All right. You uh, got anything else? Yeah, I'll do uh, another one here, another TV thing. Uh, I talked about it last week, but uh, White Lotus, um, I did get through the whole season. The, the, the finale was last night. Um, somewhat of a, a phenomenon, I think, for certain people. Uh, I don't know if it's the most popular show, but people like the speculation, the mystery part of it, um, which I don't think is the point of the show. So um, the premise of the first season was they show you there's a dead body in a coffin, and then it goes one week ago, and it's like, okay, how... Some of some one of these characters is going to die, and you kind of try to figure it out over the course of the show. Um, and then the same thing happens in season two, where it's like, okay, there's going to be someone dead. Uh, we don't know who it is. Um, I think that's not really the point of the show, though. It's not really a murder mystery. There's not really like clues you could put together. Um, it is not like Knives Out or something like that. Um, it's just a, a show about different characters going on vacation and revealing their weird you know, conflicts that they have. Um, I thought, I thought it was good. I don't, I didn't like it as much as the first season. I think it's harder to do it again. Um, but I'm still happy with it. Um, nice to see Michael Imperioli again on HBO. One of, one of the, the legends there. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. But I'm surprised neither of you have tried that out. It seems like that's a popular show. My uh, roommate was watching it last night and I was yeah. asking him what it was about and he didn't have any idea. <laughs> So I watched the Hulu version with uh, Michael Shannon. I don't remember what it was called. That's very different. <laughs> it's not the same show. Well, yeah, it is. They're staying at a resort. Someone. I don't think anyone died. No one dying in that one. I barely even remember. They just. Yeah. She was microdosing them. And yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's not the same thing, but. They're both on services <laughs> yes you can watch them they're places. both roughly one hour per episode <laughs> all right you want me to do uh, my one yeah go ahead 
I started on uh, HBO. I don't even know how many parts this thing is, but uh, Branson, documentary about uh, Sir Richard Branson. First episode, uh, this was at least the first episode was filmed about the time he's uh, getting approval to go to space. And so it even starts, he's filming like a, uh, an obituary kind of a thing for his family, just in case. And uh, then it dives in uh, and starts with his childhood. And uh, I always thought he was Australian, but he was from England outside of London. Um, and uh, I don't know how much you guys knew about him. I, I just knew he did all of the virgin stuff and cell phones and music and shit. But started out as a magazine in uh, his school an independent magazine selling ads to fund it and then grew then started selling records opening record stores in london and uh in the neighboring areas i think they had up to like eight locations or something like that if i remember right had to pay a huge tax figured out how to uh reduce paying on the taxes by sending them the records from london to brussels and not actually taking them there and then they had to pay a huge fine for it because they got caught. But it's interesting. He bought an island. Now, check this out, Tony. You'll like this. I loved it. He's he's well-to-do at this point, but uh, he's in New York and gets an idea of, hey, I, I want to go, you know, I want an island vacation kind of a thing. So he goes to a real estate company that's selling islands and says, hey, I'd like to look at this island. They get him on a jet with him and his wife, and they get to spend a weekend on an island for free. And uh, they wanted $4 million for this thing. And this is, I think this is the 80s. And he did not, that kind of money didn't really exist back then. He offered them a hundred and like, $100,000 or something. And they settled on, I think it was 120 grand. And uh, they took it. And he is, that's where he lives now. And he's got this ridiculous setup there. Huge house, extra houses, whatnot. He's got all sorts of animals. It's been destroyed by hurricanes multiple times, though, but they rebuild each time. It's interesting. It's it's very informative. Again, I didn't know anything about this guy, and uh, impressive. Pretty good. Uh, rich guy islands are probably not having a great time right now. I don't know. Pretty spooky. Why? Rich guy islands? You don't know what's going on there. <laughs> He's here with like his family. <laughs> I don't think he's a weirdo. Family, sure. Yeah, his children, family. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how families work. You have kids. All right, we're not we're not insinuating anything about uh, the rebel billionaire. Remember that? No, is this Epstein? Yeah, he's got to be talking about Epstein, right? No, I'm saying about the guy he's talking about. Oh, he's the rebel. You never heard that? That was his show. No. He had a show on Fox called The Rebel Billionaire. Really? And I don't know. He like gave money away to people and was a rebel. I don't know. I had no idea. It was some reality show. You I don't aren't know. a rebel, Sean? Yeah. A rebel millionaire? And it's just, a, it's impressive. He's in his 70s and he's still just a maniac. Yeah, just having fun out there. You know? So, yeah. Again, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I don't see a number listed on the IMDb page, but it's worth watching. Hour long, I think. Very good. You want to close this out off-road? Yeah. Um, I watched a movie I was looking forward to for like a decade, it seems like, uh, but just put it on Netflix. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Ooh. 
this is a, a stop motion animation Pinocchio. Um, different from the live action Disney one that came out earlier this year. Uh, this is way better than that movie. Like, I think that's like obvious. If you just watch the trailers, uh, just very different. Um, but this was like incredibly well made. Uh, great cast with um, uh, Ewan McGregor as uh, the cricket. He's not Jiminy Cricket. He is Sebastian J. Cricket. Uh, Christoph Waltz um, is like the, the circus head instead of like the big fat Italian guy. Um, he's great. Um, and Ron Perlman, of course, he's got to get a lot of his old his old favorites. So a lot of uh, Guillermo del Toro people. Um, and Kate Blanchett plays a monkey. Um, who doesn't talk and just makes monkey noises. But she was uh, in the middle of making uh, Nightmare Alley with him. And she said, yeah, I, I want to I be involved in this movie. I'll do anything. He's like, well, we did all the things except for the person doing the monkey noises. And she's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. Hey, Vin Diesel gets paid a whole bunch of money to do less than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I loved it. I more respected it than really like had a good time with it. Um, I watched the like 25 minute making of that came with it after after the fact, which really made me appreciate it more. So um, I like Netflix has done that with a lot of the original movies is do a little like making of short documentary thing. Um, stop motion animation is so fascinating that it's like it's not it is it's animation, but it's not like drawing anything. They're literally making little figures and making movies out of like, OK, now move the guy's arm one inch up. And then take another picture of it. It just it is. I did it in high school. It's a mess. It it takes forever. Oh, it takes it takes a million years. I said to get to get like ten seconds of footage might be like a whole day. Um, and they're just they're saying this one this one sequence where the monkey like swings through into the circus and then uh, talks to Christoph Waltz. He said this took us three months to do because <laughs> they had to have. They had to do like the camera swinging around and have different characters walk through the shots and stuff. Unreal. And I don't know. And they said the budget was only 35 million, which is like, I don't know how you get away with only 35 million. Cause you just had get some day laborers to do the it, animation. It, well, it takes three years. Well, okay. Maybe that is it. He did make it mostly in Guadalajara. And that was, that was a very big point of pride for him that he's able to like sustain the studio in Mexico. Um, but just, yeah, the, the work that goes into this shit and it is, it, it's, it's come a long way. It looks, it looks amazing. Um, it doesn't ever look like real, but it looks, like with you could tell there's a lot of work going into every every shot of it so the way it worked and this was just a high school class so i doubt that it was the same technology also 15 years ago but like an overhead projector and you just put each piece of paper down over like a a, you know a main uh, page just to align it and then you take your photo move it on to the next one yeah yeah there's, there's there's crazy technology with it now where it's like you you have a camera on a mount and then you actually like program the camera to to move to the places it needs to be, um, so it, like gets like this smooth shot and stuff, and just like, well, this is crazy, but it's it's still like actually drawing out uh, animation is maybe even more expensive still, um, but it's still just like this is ridiculous, and the stuff where it's like we had to make uh, nine different sizes of Pinocchio to put them against different characters here, and like we'd have a giant one when we had the cricket character. Because the cricket character needs to be in relation to him, you know, way smaller and uh, just really. I re- I think I said I think I enjoyed the documentary more than the actual movie. Hmm. Um, I don't know if the movie is for kids. It is. It is dark. It is within the first the first ten minutes. I mean, if you know the Pinocchio story, is 
you know, Geppetto lost his wife and then he loses his son. And that's why he builds the toy to like replace him. They, the Disney movie does not like show that. Um, this movie has a good 10, 15 minute sequence of Geppetto with the son. And then, you know, his son is going to be killed in some way. And it's just like fucking heartbreaking. Spoilers, um, Andy. I mean, it's not a spoiler. It's spoilers. It's, Andy. it's part of the story. I certainly um, don't know the story. But I'm saying it's been a long time. Pinocchio is one of the few Disney movies where I actually don't think I really knew the well, story. I'm saying that's not even in the Disney movie at all. I don't think I've ever seen the Disney it's one. It's not even in the Disney movie. It's just like, oh, this old man makes a toy. But in the story, he's making the toy because his young son died. And it's like, that is rough to show like kids, probably. Uh, it also takes place during the rise of fascism in Italy. There's another son. Uh, you know, there, Mussolini is in this movie. What? So it's like you have to explain to your kid who Mussolini is. I don't know. I mean, played by SpongeBob. So Mussolini is played by SpongeBob. Yeah, the same the same voice actor. Um, yeah, so some there's some serious shit. Like Ron Perlman pay, plays like um, a recruiter for the the military, um, and it's like, well, this is this is brutal, you know. Um, but this is this is what Guillermo del Toro is fascinated with. Um, Pan's Labyrinth was set behind like brutal military dictators as well and stuff. So you know. He's a weird guy, but he he loves the shit he loves. That's why I said that that documentary thing was great because he's so passionate about everything he does. Just like just a big, big, uh, round guy who uh, loves what he does. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this came out. I forgot about it. I'll uh, I want to watch this. Yeah, what'd you watch it on? It's a Netflix thing. It is on Netflix. Yeah, this Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. All right. Um, anything else to add? Uh, no, that's it. All right, well, you've been listening to episode 301 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. We'll see you later.